Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Hello. Hey, Bishop. How are you? I'm okay. How you doing? Uh, well, you know, those uh, not-today moments, uh, he don't want to take a nap. So. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> what you want to so do? Just, you want to continue? Or? I, yes, he's calm. I just have him here on my lap, and I have yeah, him a bottle of tea if he desires it. <laughs> yes, him a sweet baby. Him so sweet. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's going to be all right. If he talks, it's all right. It's all right. He may have something to put in the book for all we know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm doing well. Good, good, good. How about yourself? I'm all right. You sound a little better than yesterday. Uh, Yes, I'm actually doing (laughs) pretty good. It was something I said, Lord, am I being tested? Um, because as we were getting dressed, um, I think I like just got out the shower, put my clothes on, and I looked in the driveway. I said, "Are you really?" It was somebody else that was coming over, so I said, "Oh God!" Oh Lord! All right, exactly. I said two in one day. <laughs> so, and I think it was so funny because when you had asked me a question, and I was talking about how. You know, your life's not your own. You may have scheduled to do certain things, and then God, of course, he comes, he interrupts uh, the program that is set. So that's pretty much what happened yesterday. So I remember you asked me a question concerning um, Sister Claudia, let's just say the accident that uh, she had. Did I have some sense of a frustration? And I said, no, I, I didn't. But now the person who came over, I did have a little sense of frustration. <laughs> and the reason being was because you know how you can speak to a person, you can encourage a person, you can give the person the know-how, and they will say, I know, I know, I know. I think I put a post about that. You know, to know is to do is to live. You know, so if you know you are going to do and you're going to live that. Um, right. So when it just becomes redundant or repetitive and you're given almost the same advice or you're asking the same questions, just to kind oh, of get the person out of their comfort zone to think a different way, uh-huh. then at the end, there you may have, I don't want to say wasted time, but that's basically yeah. the way I look at you're it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so you wasted about 45 to an hour of my time, 45 minutes to an hour of my time, and you're right back to square one from when you walk through the door. Oh, okay. So that's when I get a little frustrated, especially when you know you have the tools, you have the resources, you yourself have the know-how, and you are teaching that person so that they can get it. You're not just telling them what they need to do, per se, as a consultant would do, but You're getting them out of the place that they're at, and you're saying, look at all of this. Look at what you're missing out on. But then you're like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. Let me go back into my shell like a hermit crab. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this whole peekaboo thing. (laughs) Get it moving because I also have somewhere else to go. So when you talk about the leadership aspect and ministering to people and you're encouraging them and you're pouring out, and then that person wants to remain 
and then you're now returning to wasting my time, that's when I become frustrated. I realize that. Yeah, that is frustrating. <laughs> that is very frustrating, and that is a key indicator of where they are with God. The way they do you is the exact way that they do God. I'm pretty sure he's talking or showing and giving answers, and they're what they're doing to you, that's what they're doing to God. So we're going to pray that it stops there so that they don't come over unannounced to waste your time. <laughs> what? And I got the phone, I got a phone call today because I was instructing the person. I said, well, you know, um, maybe you should try this. What do you think about that? Um, even if it's not this place, what would be, where is a place that you can see yourself, you know, residing or living or being or whatever, so that it's your choice, not mine, to say, well, I went there because you told me to. Mm-mm. I'm giving you an example. So now let's see what you come up with. So the individual, they called me and they said, okay, you know, um, through the conversation that we had yesterday, this is where I went and this is the information that was given to me. Because I stated, listen, and you saw the post, my post basically was almost with that. Faith does not take money. It takes action. You know, apply it where it is needed. So, no, you may not have the finances. You may not have it all. But I can tell you stories. That was another book I said I wanted to write, Faith Steps. There are so many things that God has for his people, but we have to operate in faith. We have to take action. The word tells us that it is impossible to please him without it. So that means that if our desire is to please God and not man, it's going to take faith. So. The individual said, you know, I went over there, and everything that I was saying, basically, God mapped it out. Mm. I said, if God sends you somewhere, of course we know that he's going to provide for you, but God will continue to bless you as you follow in the footsteps that he has laid out for you in the path that he has created for you. So going in that direction, God is going to open doors because you're no longer doing things on your own. No longer are you doing things your own way, but you're heeding his voice and you're following his instruction. So get the phone call, and I'm all like, oh, well, praise God. But then you say, well, I don't know if I should step out on faith. Or I'm like, oh, oh, really? my, oh, 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 uh, okay. Ain't <laughs> nobody got time to be fighting this double-mindedness. Look here. <laughs> I'm like, you're telling me, you're telling me how God allowed the door to be open for you to walk through it. You're you're sharing with me, excuse me, your experience of you witnessing God show up in the place, even concerning how you're able to afford certain things where you thought it was going to be above and beyond what you were able to afford. You thought they were going to look deep down into your credit. That is not even a concern. And you make above the amount that they are requiring. So you step it out on faith. Why is it it's made easy. at this point? Yeah. <laughs> you think maybe they're doing this on purpose? They just want the pity and they just want to. You know, the attention? Uh-huh. No. Okay. I truly just believe that because what you started off by saying, the same thing that a person does to you is really showing what they're doing to God. It's because 
the relationship, I like to say, with God may have been broke down. It's okay. not necessarily as consistent. So if it's not consistent, now when you have not operated in faith, and now this is you being challenged in your faith, you are going to be back and forth. Because I even think about the wisdom aspect of it, where James speak about, you know, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, at least he asks right. anything of God and not receive it. You can't receive it because on one end, you're asking God for the blessing, but then when God provides you that blessing, you done hopped over to the other side in doubt. So oh, God's no. providing it, but you left that place to go somewhere else in your mind. So we're playing, we're playing seesaw. Yes. So just wanted to share that experience. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, well, you know I have to pray this evening. Yes. And I said, Father, what do you want me to pray? And he brought up maturity. Yes. He brought up character. Yes. And a few other things. So thank you, Father, because I said, I don't want to pray nothing that you don't want me to. So God is great and good. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Praise him. Oh, I'm wow. Good. Thank you, Father. I'm just saying, God, you're so marvelous. And I'm not trying to take this call for any, you know, to make it into something else. But I was sharing with Apostle today, and I know you're on the um, the inside, I like to say the inner circle, concerning ministry and what Apostle is looking to do and the vision that he has and looking to where we are to go. So um, he was speaking today just even concerning the location, the building, and where we're at and uh, where we're looking to go. So I shared with him, I said, Apostle, I said, you're passionate about purchasing a land. I know that um, the people may become discouraged in the land and where we are. That's just natural. We see it all throughout the world when God is transitioning, when God is trying to wing some things or to prune some things. People become uncomfortable and they die off before you actually enter into the place that God calls you to go. Mm-hmm. I said, but I know that uh, vision is to really have a steel building to build on a land, not necessarily move into something that is already um, established, if you will, uh-huh. or something that's already built. Mm-hmm. Um. And so when I asked them, I said, the vision that you showed us all during the church meeting of that video was those steel buildings, I asked him. And he said, as a matter of fact, yes, they were. They were steel buildings um, on a 15-acre land. And I do remember him saying 15-acre land, but just the structure of the building. So that's Is it 5-0 or 1-5? Um, well, with the steel buildings, you can add two. You can go out. No, I mean, so you can, the oh, acreage, sorry, is this, are you saying 15 or 50? Oh, 15. My apologies. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 acres. So as I was sharing with him, I said, it's not as if we have to continue having services um, say for the next two years if we're in construction or the next three years if the building is not completed for us to move in. 
I said, you can still have the location where we are as our, a satellite. It could just be, you know, for Bible studies or different things like that, but then you can have services out of a school because it's temporary. If we grow to a size that we are no longer able to have services at the 1545, our location right now, I said, mm-hmm. I said there are so many options that we have. I said, however, you know, I look at it like this, and I'm not, I always put these disclaimers out. I don't have a problem with my own people. Trust me, I don't. However, <laughs> you look at certain religions, uh, you look at certain ethnic backgrounds, you look at certain races that work mm-hmm. together, but for some reason, us folks, folk, we mm-hmm. got a that crab-like mentality, I'm going to pull you down, I want to be in the spotlight, I, you know, I don't want to help you, every man for themselves, mm-hmm. and I said, you go into a white church, if you will, I said, mm-hmm. the freedom of the spirit, the love, this. It's not about a title. I don't care if you are Annette, if you're a Miguel. Like when people come in, sure, they'll get to know me as Bishop, but when there's a new guest that come in, I'm like, God bless you. How are you? And what's your name? And they tell me their name is Sharon. I'm saying my name is Annette. I, You know, because you become unapproachable when you have this title that you're just trying to gain and hold on to. And they're already looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Good. And furthermore, they're already looking at you funny when you say, I'm Bishop, you know, so-and-so. They're like, oh, gosh, because it's such a bad rap right now. The reputation what? has been damaged. So we yeah. have to come another way. We don't win souls unless we're wise. we got to come another way. Yeah. So I told Apostle, I said, the reach that God has for new destiny it has to go beyond their tradition. And that's something that Apostle yeah. has been trying to break down for years since we um, have been an established ministry, since he has really had the call of God upon his life, breaking the tradition. We're not a traditional ministry. However, people come in with their traditions. And, of course, believe it or not, they make up. They make up what they're connected to. So even though... It doesn't come from the head. The body mingles with each other, and many may not have the heart of the leader, so they remain with everything that they have and just say, kind of like where I was, this is me, hey, whatever. And you can't be that way when you're connected, when you're connected to a work. Two things the Lord is showing me right now. Different you want to catch different fish, you got to use different bait, mm-hmm. especially if you're swimming in the same pond mm-hmm. or the same lake or the same body of water. If you want to catch different fish, you got to use different bait. Y'all are already mm-hmm. doing that. But I don't mean to call anybody a weed, but you know how there are weeds in the garden, and what people mm-hmm. do is they'll um, dig up. You know, the weeds with, um, you know, a tool, garden hose of some sort. And what happens is all you're doing is turning that weed over, bringing in more more weeds. Because whatever Mm -hmm. they drop 
whatever they have uh, stretched out, you're digging it deeper, and it's coming right mm-hmm. back up. So essentially, you cause more weeds when you yeah. try to pull them out or when you try to dig them up. It doesn't work because they have already germinated in the soil. Mm-hmm. They say that the best way to kill weeds is to plant many more seeds. And when you plant the seeds, because when weeds uh, take over the ground, they not only kill the ability to produce, but then they, they turn it into soil that cannot, it's good, it's good for nothing. But when you yeah. plant more seeds, the weeds are suffocated literally to death. They can't mm-hmm. branch out. They can't launch out. They can't grow. They can't do anything but die because they're they're literally suffocated by good soil, good seed, mm-hmm. and that that's what it's gonna be. I'm gonna pray that the Lord send His workers into His harvest, and that mm-hmm. means that whoever ain't supposed to be in place will be moved out of place because of the people who are working for his vision that is given to you an apostle. I'm so glad we had this conversation because God said, God, are you telling me, you know, what, what you want me to pray? I don't want to pray out of turn. And it has confirmed mm-hmm. everything. There will be an order established. And those people, we're going to have to start singing some new songs. We got to keep having these classes and some other stuff so that, I, I mean, even some Spanish worship songs. We got to bring everybody in. And there you go. God shared with me uh, many, many years ago because the Bible was saying, oh, you like my personal prophet. But, you know, we are not considered a black church. We're okay. not, you know, this. <laughs> Is he a black God? Exactly. A white God? <laughs> a Spanish God? Why do we do that? Why? Why? I don't know. I have no clue. It may at this point appear that there are more, of course, um, of one race, but it's not a black church. It's not a Hispanic church. It's, of course, a non-denominational church, but it is multicultural. It is an international ministry, truly what God is desiring to birth out. And you're so on point, not that you really need me to say it, but the maturity in God's people, um, yes. that's what God is looking for. And I mm-hmm. had spoke um, just this past Saturday, just remarks to what Pastor Barry was speaking about. He was talking about the different grounds when the sower sows the word and they do not understand it. So the mm-hmm. enemy comes and he snatches it away. And I said, what the author was saying or what Jesus was saying, when the person does not understand the word of the kingdom, that's what Matthew speaks about, the enemy comes and snatches it away. When you don't understand the authority that you have, when you don't understand the power that God has given you, when you don't understand the purpose that God has sown into your life, the enemy will come and snatch it away and you're left there almost lifeless. You're left there. Mm. You just talked about those weeds, just choked, and you can't, mm. you can't 
function. You don't know how to function. So, therefore, the old nature that raises up, that's how we function, that's how we operate, and that's why you have all these isms, these schisms in the body, the division, the, this one is mm-hmm. the that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just so much. And I love Ephesians 4 where it talks about, listen, we have to come to the maturity in Christ that we love one another. Yes. That is essential. Oh this is everything that God told me to pray today. When I tell you this whole conversation is everything that God told me to pray for the house. I said, God, you know, the nations, he said, I want you to focus on the house. Needs Please. love, needs harmony, needs order, needs this, that, and the other. I said, okay, God, I won't be praying nothing. This is total confirmation of everything that mm-hmm. he has told me to pray. Oh, we're gonna have good we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna Amen. have a good time. <laughs> and I can't wait. I'm just saying you God and thank me. you. And you know, and it's as I'm sharing and as I was sharing with Prophet of Warsaw, of course, with the prayer team and you the yes, the prayer team, but you all of course are even going to hear more from the inner part of Apostle and myself to know what to pray for. You know, whether it's something in my household to say, listen, we need you to pray. Mm-hmm. It's almost a confidential position as well because you're going to know our hearts. You understand mm-hmm. concerning the things of ministry. But another thing that Apostle and I was speaking about yesterday, you know, every time the momentum is high. There are things now that's even taking place, if you will, within the leadership um, where we had Sister Claudia was in an automobile accident. Like, okay, um, you have uh, one of the elders. She's no longer. I just spoke with her Monday. I don't know if you had the opportunity to meet them. You probably did. Anthony, the one that was on the music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He and his wife, they have decided that, you know, right now maybe they won't be coming. They are just seeking the Lord. But she deals very, both of them, actually, are like babies. I have to just put it that way. Offended, offended by everything, every change that we have made within the ministry from when we opened up at the ceiling. I don't know if you ever came to the church before the ceilings were taken up. No. We had dropped dropped ceiling, and Apostle wanted to remodel the church. He said, you know, we have to bring just a a refreshing to the house of God. So we had something called Project Change. Um, The back of the building, we were having worship services for two months in the back before the landlord rented that out. And then we had a couple of services, maybe about a month worth of services in our home down in the family room. They were disgruntled. She was like, you know, with the change and why do we have to do this? She was off the wall. Stopped coming for a moment. And she stated, I don't feel well with change. So when we started excuse me, with the whole transition with the pulpit and how we are doing things. She was doing announcements for a minute. 
But what was happening was you have a preacher, and I just believe this. When you have a preacher that is going to minister the word, everybody that gets behind the pulpit to do something, you don't need to preach. That's right. Personally. So you're talking about, yeah, so if you're doing announcements, God bless you. Uh, welcome. We thank you for fellowshipping with us today, or we'll have you here at our upcoming events. Not, oh, bless the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's a time for that praise and worship time for it. You know, prayer, you're invocating, you're exalting, you're magnifying, lifting up. Those are the times. Well, apostle, even our testimony time, remember I told you, we, we, we were transitioning from all of the traditional uh, things that a service would look like and to what God had for New Destiny. So her last flight was, you know, we have to be a ministry of prayer. We're like, we are a ministry of prayer. We constantly pray. If you would like to have prayer more often in the sanctuary, by all means, we can establish something if that's something you would like to oversee. But in times past, what has happened was, People say, we need this, we need that. But what happens is, Apostle and I, it falls on us. Uh-huh. So it's established, then we have to do it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. If something's going to get done, it's going to be something that is going to be set. So right now, um, our last Thursday of the month for corporate prayer, not that we don't pray. Listen, I'm praying every day concerning right. the ministry, concerning the things of God. No, I may not be here in the place. The word of God says when two or three are together in my name, yes, he's in the midst. But, no, we can touch and agree, you being in your household, me being in mine. I don't uh-huh. necessarily have to be in your presence. In the, right, right. You no know, so, yes. That. Yes. So, yes, there are, when I said the two or three gathered in my name, okay, there is that us gathering. But then there are those touching and agreeing that you could be wherever. So God does not keep it to just one way. The only one way is to the Father, and that's through Jesus. That's the only one way that he gives us. Um, so nevertheless, this last go-round, do you remember on Saturday when we were doing all of the mic checks and the speaker um, yeah. checks and the system? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I don't know if you recall, Anthony came in and to get Xavier, not Xavier, he came in to get Edward and he had left. Okay. It yeah, I quick. believe I said hello to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, he didn't even come to the front. He didn't say hi. He didn't say anything. Now, I know he was most likely offended because people were there looking at the music. But my thing is, you don't communicate. You don't speak, you're not over the music. He's not over the music. That's one thing I, I want to say openly. An apostle was stating to him, I want to work with you. I want to impart into you. I want to, you know, instill godly principles into you because, believe it or not, and I'm not here to really speak about him, but he has a disability. I don't know if it's okay. evident, but it it, he has a disability. I can tell him something at 11 o'clock. I'm not even going to give it to by the end of the day. 
I'll give you, after I say it, at the period of that sentence, he goes and he does exactly what I asked him not to do. And I say, no, you know, brother, I need you to do this. All right, all right, all right. No, listen. So you can tell him one thing, and then he doesn't get it. Okay. So I'm for sure he was offended by that. He has stated on numerous occasions, they'll call us. We need to have a meeting. And I'm like, I'm tired of going through this baby stuff. I understand you wear your feelings on your sleeve, the emotion behind it. It's a little bit too much. So they did come to our home. This was in January. We had a meeting. And, of course, he felt disrespected because, you know, well, we've been here for six years and new people coming in and they're doing, but that's what God wants. You know, the the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. God is sending people in to assist the work. You know, you can't expect to keep doing the same thing year after year after year. Somebody else is going to come in that's more qualified, and that's, quite frankly, could be their purpose to, you know, to share what it is that God has imparted within them in this ministry. So nevertheless, mm-hmm. so nevertheless, okay, it's like, yeah, 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 you know, I know, um, Again, that I know, and I sit back and I try not to say something after everything that is said because then it seems like, okay, you're picking. Even though your whole conversation is convoluted, your whole conversation is just off scale, but there are only certain things that I may pick at, if that makes sense, because I don't want to seem like I'm shutting down everything that you're saying, right. but mm-hmm. truthfully, everything that you're saying is everything not lining is at all. Mm-hmm. Right, so I would just pick and choose. So she had stated, the wife, she has stated, she comes in, what she does on her job, she's a manager uh, for OHI in um, housekeeping, I believe. Mm -hmm. She said, I deal with this at work, you know, with training. I don't need any training, what she said. Oh, I don't need any training. Okay. <clears throat> when I come, now as an elder, when I come, I just want to sit um, and receive the word. Well, God bless you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, isn't that nice? And so you see what I'm saying in regards to why Apostle and I have done so much. And uh, we're here, but they're like busy bees because it's like, okay, you show the level of maturity at a point, but now you're just, like, oh, I ain't doing nothing, mm. and you're hurting the work. So nevertheless, yeah. I noticed two weeks in a row um, she wasn't there. Last Sunday he wasn't there because it was right after the incident when we were doing the mic checks and things of that sort, so I knew he got offended after we even had our conversation and everything was squared away. So I called her this past Monday because the Spirit of God was really just ministering to my heart and just speaking to me that I just came in a different vein. I didn't come uh, where she would come, where she would be defensive, if you will. So mm-hmm. I just said, God bless you, you know, Elder. And I, I, um, I'm sorry. Let me just make sure. Oh, I'll call that person back. So <laughs> um, nevertheless, I just stated to her, <clears throat> I tried to call her first. This is what it was. I tried to call her but I was not able to leave a voicemail because I guess it, it didn't even say her voicemail wasn't set up. It said the caller 
that you're trying to reach or the person you're trying to oh. reach maybe has traveled outside of the Oh, so you've been blocked or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. So I'm like, okay. So I sent her a text message. I said, God bless you. I was just trying to get in contact with you. I did call you, but I was unsuccessful in leaving a voicemail. So if and when you get a moment, can you please uh, give me a call? So she did give me a call that evening. And I just said to her, I said, I was just reaching out. I said, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, and I just wanted to know how you and the family were doing. She was like, oh, real well, I've just been working. You know how the excuses they would begin. Mm-hmm. But God allowed me to see through it. I said, listen, we, we're going to have to have some resolve here, to, resolve here today. That's what I'm saying within myself. So I said, um, I was just reaching out. I said, because... I have also been contacting people in whom I did not receive the church member participation and interest inventory. Uh, Anthony didn't hand us in, and I don't, I'm not for sure if you had the opportunity to even get one. I said, we don't want to move ahead without anyone. I said, so therefore, especially for leaders, if you will, I just want to make sure that you are brought up to date as to what has taken place. So she was like, okay, yeah, no, I didn't get it. And I said, well, if I may ask you, I said, where are you in the whole process? She was like, well, what do you mean? I said, are you willing to move forward or remain where you're at? And she said, well, you know, at this time where, and this has been since our 40-day fast and consecration. Now, I know sometimes God don't see when he has spoken already. You know what I mean by that. (laughs) He could have already Mm -hmm. shared something with you, and you're asking the same question, and he stopped speaking so that you can be like, oh, dang, he already answered the question. Mm -hmm. Um, But to say, you know, we're still seeking God concerning this. So now is it God or is it you? Right, right. And sometimes we leave it in God's care because we as spiritual people, when we put God's name in it, we're like, ooh, I ain't touching it because... God is in it, but we have to be able to uh, truly discern all things at hand. So I shared with her, I said, let me just stop you there. I said, I just want to say something to you. I said, whether you stay or you leave, we love you regardless. I said, it's beyond church. We have built relationship, and I think I was sharing that a little bit with you yesterday we build relationship with people. You know, I'm not here to say you're blessed or cursed. I'm not here to say you have my blessing, you don't have my blessing. That's, this right here is not my place at this point because we understand that God has several authorities. He himself, the ultimate, the supreme authority, he gives delegated authority. Then he has the authority that he gives each and every one of us in regards to You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. I have a relationship. You have a relationship. Sure, I can give you insight. I can be of a godly counsel to you. I can disperse the wisdom that God has placed in my my life to, to give unto you. But ultimately, you have to make a decision. And based on that decision, that's between you and God. But my relationship with you is not going to change. I'm not going to feel sour. I'm not going to feel any type of way. And I shared that with her. I said, but you do what you feel is best for you and your family. If you and your husband 
have come together in an agreement concerning what right. you want to do for your family. I said, who, who am I or apostle to stand in between that? I said, we are not that type of that that type of uh, people that we're going to come against a union that God has set <laughs> together and you've agreed to, you know, move forward. That's fine. And one thing she said, she said. I know New Destiny is going to grow. I, I mean, you're doing great things. She said, it's just the hurt that I experienced, and it, it's me. She said, I can't move past these emotional hurdles. Mm. And that's, that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. Because for her whole your life. Purpose, yes. Mm-hmm. Because your purpose, it's almost like you're giving up what God has for you because you can't miss my book because you can't overcome something. You're saying, I know that there is a block there, but I'm going to live my life with that block there, and whatever comes of my life, I'm okay with it. But you don't know the outcome based upon the decisions that you make. That's not a risk you want to take. So um, I said, I don't want you to feel any type of way coming through those doors. I said, you will still be received in love. I said, but whatever decision you, you make, hey, I love you regardless. I said, because not only um, did we build a relationship, I said, but we are both a part of the body of Christ, and we know what Christ calls for in his body, and that is to love your neighbor as yourself, love each other. So um, the family still come. Edward is her son. So she said, okay. you know, my son, you know, he enjoys coming. He loves being on the praise and worship. So I just want to make sure that everything is right for me because my family is still there. That's fine. So the family is still okay. going to come. The family still enjoys coming, but it's a hurdle that she cannot overcome. So her and her husband decided that right now this is best for them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to say this so respectfully. Yeah. I have to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard God when we came here a few months ago where um, I sent Apostle a message. Yeah. I said, God, I don't want to say anything you don't want me to say. So make sure that I know, that I know, that I know that this is you because I've never experienced uh, fellowship or even uh, teaching or uh, ministry with an apostle or a bishop. So it was different for me because they carry different roles than a pastor. Mm-hmm. Maybe inclusive, but is there's a little bit of a, of a different uh, authority that apostles and bishops, you know, carry. So I said, okay, God, I'm going to say what you want me to say, and if it, it, I'll know that he received it when he tells bishop. If he tells bishop, then I know that he received it. So when you told me, you know, that, you know, you, you knew about the message, I said, okay, then my prayer was answered. Bless be God. But the first thing I heard him say was, assume your position. Mm-hmm. Assume your position. And now that I hear you talking, I hear him saying the same thing. 
but this time not to the people, to you an apostle, because you you are a bishop. And I don't know if that's going to change, but you are a bishop, and he is an apostle. And there are some times where you have to flow as a pastor, and there are just some times where you're going to have to take your seats as king and queen, and there is. The pastor has to be removed sometimes when there's order that needs to be established. When you watch, you know, the TV shows and the people go before the king and the queen, if they're requesting anything, if they're doing anything, there is a, 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 you know, to please them, whether it be telling a joke, singing a song, doing a dance, whatever it is, I need your help, king and queen, establish this decree, what have you. There is a certain reverence for them because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the king and queen exercise their full authority over mm-hmm. every area of the land and the people, mm-hmm. regardless of how people feel, because mm-hmm. there is a work to be accomplished now. Amen. So when I hear God say, Tell them, I said, to assume their positions. Bishop is going to have to show up a lot more often than pastor. Apostle is going to have to show up a lot more often than pastor in this season. Yes. Yes. Because you guys are doing pastor, but it's not helping them. Mm-mm. It's not helping them. So, two bishop, two apostle, and you're going to see who's with you and who's not with you. But the second part I'm instructed to tell you is that I don't think that we're going to be joined together under new destiny. I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that. What I do know is that we will be with you guys under your direct leadership for a year and a half. Now, I don't know if that means that we'll be under you in a different satellite area or if God is going to take us totally separate from the ministry. There will always be covenant relationship. Amen. But you got us for a year and a half. And I'm I'm putting myself under the gun. Y'all not tapping in to what you have. So if the people falter and they fall off, I want you to know, you may have heard it before, but I don't play games and neither does my husband. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. We're used to working. Furthermore, we love you and we love the vision that God has given you. The work will get done. If it's amongst four people, if it's a, 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 a 20-hour person job, it will get done with the four or the six or even the eight. But get it while we're getting is good because when that year and a half is up, we mm-hmm. may not have as much time with you mm-hmm. to put every all the bricks and everything in place to really, you know, help build. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that God reveal You hear it? Okay, good. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask that God reveal it. My other mm-hmm. thing to tell you is that we're, we're praying. We get up 
to specifically pray for you both and new destiny in the midnight hour, because that's a miracle working hour. My prayer now is that your backs will be up against the wall where you have to come out as bishop and apostle and not Pastor Ramos or Pastor Ramos. I'm, I'm going to pray that the heat be put on you, and I don't care who it is. There is a work to be done. And y'all can't go all over the world like y'all supposed to if that order is not established. How will the house continue to run like it's supposed to if you over in London and you got to come back and clean that up for six months before you can go somewhere else where you need it? My God. Mm -hmm. That cannot work. Mm -hmm. It just cannot work. So... When you feel that pressure, when you feel that pressure, okay, now I'm forced to deal with this head on. I can no longer turn my face and say, oh, look at the baby. Oh, let me say it this way because that's what pastors do. But prophets, Mm -hmm. apostles, bishops, we we don't function in this order. Mm -mm, I can't. We can't. We can't. We have a heart as pastors, and we, you know, pastors got to go through that, okay? The sheep is going to the left. I got to go chase this one, bring that one back. You, we're going to have that, that those seasons where that's who's called for. But for right now, assume your position fully as apostle and bishop. And if you don't want to, I'm going to be praying that you have no other choice but to. But... <laughs> I'm going to be here. To, to, what, they got mad left? Okay, so what do you need done? We're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pray that and then just leave and, or to pray that and don't pick up. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's, amen. And that's where I was, <laughs> I mean, just throw, you're, you're so on point with everything that you have spoken and uh, just even to um, excuse me, to note what it is that you stated with you and your husband, your family about the year and a half, and Apostle, and I know um, that you're not gonna quote unquote be there for the long haul, if you will. Of course, covenant relationships—that's what we build. Most of the time, that's what we look for. We don't like to just yeah. waste our time on many people. Like for instance, you know, like with Alicia. She was a part of the ministry, but she's no longer. But when we, when when people leave or what have you, it's not that the person is bad or wrong. We still keep relationships with no one who have ever left or have ever moved out of state and gone somewhere else can state that we're these type of pastors where it's just like okay, you have to move on, and then we cut right. off ties. We're not yeah, this no, type no. of people. Um, but that's where I was also stating, I shared with Apostle, I said, it's almost like I feel like I'm drying up, if you will. I said, mm. I, I just, me, I have no problem working with the youth because I was a youth pastor when I was at the other ministry. I said, but I should that's not, not be here. I right. said, I should not be here. It's almost like for a full year. 
I've been working with the youth, and I know people say, when are we going to hear you speak? When are you going to? And it's not that I have a problem speaking. I've spoken many of days, many of times, but it's just, okay, I'm, I come, I speak to you all today, and then the right next Sunday I'm going to be right back with you. It's, right. That's why I get what I can definitely at the 10 o'clock service, so I'm being as in tuned, you know, as I can because now with the youth, starting in February, I, I love the children. We want to make right. sure that we have someone to be there with them, but I cannot. I God is just when you talk about the back against the wall, that press that mm-hmm. you cannot keep being there. Um, this is, God help me, please. This is where I guess my frustration when you talk about being a leader and you encourage, you speak into. There are so many that I can't. Then, okay, not a problem. You believe. You believe in me. I, okay, this is what God is calling for me to do. Okay, I'll pick it up. And, oh, my God. I don't know if I could do it. It's almost like you hyperventilating. Like, okay, my goodness. Even working with the youth. We had a, a conference call at a point to say, okay, this is the area of ministry in which we need assistance. Mm-hmm. One of the very pers- uh, persons that I was speaking about, uh, Elder Shelley, well, you know, can't be forced to do anything, and maybe that's not your, the person's ministry. I'm like, these are our youth, and you're claiming, to, I mean, you're a leader, and you're saying that you can't teach mm. a, a youth? I mean, mm-hmm. these aren't even teenagers. These are children. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm. like, you know, my heart is for, yes, every area of the ministry and as a bishop to oversee, to make sure that the house of God is functioning properly, that things are flowing as they need to flow. I, I see so many things, not just as the bishop, but as the prophet of God, just seeing as a watchman in the house. And it's just like, uh, uh, and then I'll catch him and I'll say, okay, I see something that's off. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, uh, come here for a second. Okay, I heard you telling this person that. What did you mean? It's like, oh, oh, oh no, I didn't say that. Well, I, you know, I just saw you when you went over. They don't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it has to be addressed at that point. But if I'm in the back in closed corners, things are happening. They're just happening. Mm. Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, <laughs> turn to Isaiah. And when you can, if you have a Bible nearby, your phone. I will do it on my phone. Okay, Isaiah 15, 3. And I want you to read it out loud because this is what the Lord has instructed me to give to you and you give to your husband. Okay, one second. Mm-hmm. 50 and 4. A 50 and 4? Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Hmm. 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 Keep going. Oh, you wanted me to keep going. Yeah, keep I'm going. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. 
I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. <laughs> I think about Ezekiel, which was my favorite book, and just thinking uh-huh. about that. And I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me, who will contend with me. Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Let all who... Okay. So from 4 to 10... That's the move you and Apostle are in right now. That's your face Amen. like Flint. That's the whole move right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something that's what stood out, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, we, um, God had another purpose, I guess, for this call. Hmm? Yes, apparently, but we're going to put this in the book. Now, we're not going to put it, <laughs> Elder Shelley and Brother Anthony. We're not going to do all that. But this is this is part two yes. of being an overcomer. Yes, this is the ministry section, right? <laughs> yes, this is the ministry section. Hey, it might be a whole other book. For all we know, mm-hmm. but we're going to, if it is a whole nother book, we're going to use today's call as a segue into that Amen. because Amen. bishops oversee, they instruct. And, and as a prophet, you know you can't do nothing but instruct yeah. and, and you know, establish, you know, order or fall in line with order. You know. We're going to use that, but write that scripture down. And at the end of the day, it's saying, look, I know who I am, and God knows who I am. He made me. He fortified me. He taught me I ate from his table. Now, either you're going to fall in line or you're going to ship out. And if you cuss me on the way out the door, you're going to have an issue, not with me, but with the God that we both serve. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord the way he desires for us to serve not the Amen. way you desire. Because all of that, smiting my cheeks and, you know, all of that, that's the pastor. Mm-hmm. That's the pastor. Gave my back to smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Talked mm. about me like a dog. Going behind my back, starting rebellious groups. Doing all this and that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I still pastored you. But as you read further, it's time out for that. Amen. Yes, that's what it says. It's time Ooh. out. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, I'm telling this you. This is good. This is good. Yes, this and the vision good. is Thank beautiful. It's more than mm. bishop. It's more than prophet. But this is a worldwide undertaking 
but you got to manage the world you got right now with a strong hand, not to institute any traditions. I know how y'all are. Y'all want the best of the best to come out of everybody that God sends your way. Some people just don't want it. And what did he say for those who don't want it? What did he do when he went to Nazareth? What did he instruct his disciples to do? If you walk into a house and they don't receive deuces, excuse my friend, okay? Take the dust. Do not cast your pearls to swine. And I'm not calling anybody in New Destiny swine. I understand. I understand. Okay. All right. I dare not. I don't want to offend. I'm just saying that the focus is right here, right now. This is who we are. And if you got to assume your full position of apostle and bishop while you allow maybe a select few to have more responsibility of pastoring, mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. other words, you need me hold on? No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, in I'm other words, funny. it's like uh, that puts you up where you can do more governing and teaching and impartation while they do the daily management because you know it's supervisors, CEO, supervisors, and managers. God is yes. the CEO. Y'all are the supervisors. The pastors are the managers. And then you mm-hmm. have some team leaders that can help mm-hmm. people on the floor. But when I went to work, I went to my team leader. And then if she couldn't help me, then I would, well, first of all, I went to my other colleagues. Then I would go to the team leader. Then the supervisor or the manager. Then, you know, and I'm the mm-hmm. type, I'll write a CEO in a minute. Okay? <laughs> in a heartbeat, I will write to you. And bless be God, I'll, I usually get a response. But um, I'm for sure you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's an order here. Amen. And that's there's an order what... here. We are, I like to say, trying to establish, you know, even with, I know Apostle was making some phone calls and just saying, okay, we want to put these things in order so everybody's not flooding um, us. Uh, are we having a corporate prayer tonight? Uh, who's doing corporate prayer? Uh, this, and it's just like, okay, if we set these things up, it alleviates everybody blowing our phone up as well. It's mm-hmm. like, Reach out, reach out to the people in the ministry, or the it's just so. This is where again we're just trying to set the order and the structure within the house that we can do what we need to do. And um, I'm gonna be praying that y'all move. Now I don't want to take Sean out of nobody's school or nothing like that. And I know you love your home, but it's too common. Yes. You're too easily accessible. I'm not telling you to be away from your people, but, you know, I have to write to the CEO and wait to get a response back. I don't know his address. I don't know Mm -hmm. the manager's address. I don't know the supervisor's address. I don't know the team. There's a certain protocol. Mm -hmm. If they can come by your house unexpectedly, that's because they have been trained, I want to say, that that is okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the pastor and you may not be able to tell them that's not okay. And that's cool. God move them. 
They want to go over on Dana and Vincenzo or whatever. It is. God take them over there, okay? That's still mm-hmm. times of the north. And the only people that really know are the immediate, you know, supervisors and maybe the manager. Mm-hmm. When Anthony gets taken out by the vice president of Horizon, they go on boats. They go to these beautiful places. That's how we know about Mr. Adams. They took them over there for lunch. I was so jealous. You know, they take them all to these different kinds of places. But guess what? His wife can't come. I was like, what you mean? I can't come. Baby, you can't go on a yacht. Okay? You ain't doing nothing for the VP of Horizon. So... I got to eat that, but my husband has a beautiful experience, and I'm so grateful to God. So whatever, I'm going to pray that whomever God would have you to put in position to be the managers while y'all supervise and impart and train. And that means you have to be free to go learn so that you can come back and impart, and, and train. You have no freedom. Your hands are tied. The blood is Yes, mm-hmm. because that's, I know this year, and that's what possible was like, the only place I wanted to go, that I wanted to go to the Clear Conference with T.D. Jakes. Me um, too. <laughs> and now everything is full. And I said, I know, honey. I'm sorry. He's like, that's all. I don't ask. Because he don't ask anything from the ministry. Is you know we what he gets is when people sell. They put on the tie and envelope. You know, pastors get. He doesn't have a set salary. He's like, I don't ask for anything from the ministry. I just really wanted to go to this conference, and that's what he says. I need to be poured into, and I totally one hundred percent agree with that. That's you know, it's just. <sighs> the way you started maturity is I'm not even going to keep going there because even for my um, 20th year class reunion, it was a whole issue that we weren't there. One of the leaders, which is Shelly, like I told you, she has an issue, was like, oh, I, we wouldn't have this if we knew our pastors wasn't going to be here. Like, y'all can't have really? stuff we're not there. The other oh, really? leaders, they were fine. They handle it well. They, it was a, a great event. I said, but truth be told, we uh, shared with your husband that we wanted to postpone it and not have it at that time because we just came out of the unity in our community and we wanted to have a greater, um, excuse me, turnout. But he mm-hmm. went rogue and put everything on Facebook and so what we the world? in that. Mm-hmm. Are you I, I told you me? he doesn't have doesn't have it all. That's like I'm serious. You could start on for one uh, sentence into the next sentence. It's like ah, <laughs> I should be mocking him, but it's yes. Just like, <laughs> yes. Um, and he's uh-huh. always been that way. I used to go to um. My mother was married to. She married a cutler. Okay. And you know the cutlers, but you know the cutlers. So, you know, where my grandmother lives, she's, she's um, my mother's husband, he passed, but they had a daughter, my youngest sister. So her grandmother, I called her grandma. She loved me just the same. 
But, you know, they had a manual Pentecostal across the street on Warren Street yes. in Lakewood. Okay. So my uncle Emmanuel used to always introduce Anthony, Brother Anthony, um, as his brother. I don't know if that was his brother or not, but I knew someone right, and I was a young girl. Okay? So I'm saying all that to say, is they going to leave? Yes. Goodbye. It sounds cool, but. No, and this is where sometimes, and I know I keep referencing them. I don't, I'm not crying or to say like, oh, my God, they're going. I'm saying this is the Lord's doing. You know, I I truly believe that he's weeding out. As I was sharing with Apostle yesterday, I said, I believe that God is sifting out even this leadership, I like to say, that we have. And believe it or not, you know, when we started, we had six people, and that includes Apostle and myself. Mm -hmm. And we were faithful. We were committed. We got that building with six committed people and only sewing $35 a week. That's what God asked us to sell. Wow. Wow. That's it. I mean, of course, somebody may sew more, but we went by the Acts 5 where it talks about everybody having all things in common. And mm-hmm. there will be one week that the person like, I don't have the $35. We were open. We were like, okay, I can do 20 or I could do the whole thing. We'll just add it on to our um, our contribution and what we committed to. That's mm-hmm. how we were, and God honored that. We went seeking for that building, I believe, in April of 2010, and we moved in to have our first service in September of that same year. We had a lot of remodeling to do, but we already had a substantial amount of finances to be able to do all that we needed to do. So I'm saying I know that God can do it with a small amount, a great amount. We're not looking at the numbers. And when certain people were put in the position, again, we came from New Vision. And our pastor at that time was like, you know, you do, you need an elder or a deacon or things of that sort. And so um, some of them were ordained by, you know, Apostle Walker, mm-hmm. we haven't ordained anyone as of yet. Oh, okay. So that which you see is from the beginning. It's oh. not, yeah, we haven't ordained anybody as of yet. Okay. So okay, I think yeah. that God is just sifting certain things off and pruning things away. So saying, God, please, whatever it is that you need to do, in order for things to be structured correctly, I'm I'm with you. I know that's right. Um, the building. Uh, earlier you were talking about the building. It, you guys want to build instead of buy what's already constructed. Is is that what you were? Saying? I know that that that's something that Apostle really want. He don't really want to go into something that he has to put so much labor in like we did here. Uh-huh. I don't know oh if you God. ever seen the pictures. Did you ever see Mm-mm. the pictures? No. I'll, I'll have to show you them after after prayer tonight if possible. It, okay. 
was a mess. Um, when Apostle said that that was the place, I can I can say I was wondering, like, that can't be the place that God showed you. That ain't it. Um, it it was a warehouse, a cabinet refacing warehouse. There was no carpet. There was paint all on the floor, cobwebs everywhere, oh, wood wood paneling all the way around. There were three rooms sectioned off in the middle. Apostle knocked the walls. He did all the construction himself. Mm. Apostle mm. built the the um, pulpit. Apostle did that. Wow. We did have someone come in to lay the carpet, but everything else, Apostle mm-hmm. did. Um, but what you see now, we did have people sheetrock the ceiling and things of that sort. But I'll let you see the, the before pictures. It was, it was a lot of work. So he doesn't really want to go into something that we have to renovate and take down walls and because he says it's going to be a lot. So he just really don't want to do that. Um, but, of course, he said, hey, if God leaves us that route, then that's the way we have to go. But he does want to be able to purchase a property and build on top of it because then you can make it the way that you desire it to be. Yes. Uh, not to say y'all ain't in agreement and everything, but tell Apostle make up his mind. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I said. That's, 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 that's all God wants. Make up your mind. Whatever and he if wants. I may, uh-huh. And if I may say, and his mind is, and that's what he stated, he wants the land with <laughs> the building because it's so funny, and that's why I stopped you because I said the same thing to him today. I said, what, what is it? I said, what is your heart's desire? I said, because I believe what your heart desires because you're so passionate when you're talking about the land and the building and you're showing and saying you want this there and that here. I said, mm, in a building that's already established, you really can't have that. I said, so what is it that you desire? What do you want? And that's what he said. He wants the land to build on top of. So that's what he desires. So then he's going to get the land. Mm-hmm. That's what he desires. That's it. Gonna get the land. You're gonna build according, accordingly, and that's just gonna be it. Now, mm-hmm. you already got the in in between in the, in the meantime, because if you max out of capacity, you already said we'll be out of school. We'll be here, you know, mm-hmm. until that been that that building is finished. I really mm-hmm. don't see the location that you guys are at now. I don't see it leaving you for some reason. I don't know if it's going to be an opportunity for you to buy that whole place, acupressure, folks moved out or whomever, or if you're still going to just have that portion. I see the whole lot, the whole lot gone. Uh, that's, that's been made clear just now to me, the whole lot. It will belong to y'all. So... It's all good. But if that's what, you know, you're touching and agreeing with him for, then that's what I'm going to touch and agree for. Amen. And that I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it takes up too much time. 
too much time to fix it up and do all this and that. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's got to be right so we can get in here and work. Amen. So, Amen. I'm going to touch it in the green. Thank you. I needed this today. I appreciate your sensitivity you as well. <laughs> I did. Look for some grants. Maybe they got some nonprofit land they want to give away about. I'm going to write everybody. Okay. <laughs> That's what Apostle so. was saying. You never know. You know, God opened this door uh, for these grants because you don't know what is out there. You can stumble upon anything. You don't know. You never know. So um, this was a good call. I'm going to make a whole chapter out of this, um, and then you have to, you know, go in and add whatever else you need to add, you know, as far as, you know, the experience, because this is part of overcoming. This this is this is it. Amen. This is overcoming within transition. This is everything you've already done over again, but in a different mm-hmm. capacity. Amen. This is true. Oh my so, God. This, you used to this. Yeah, so, wow. it's just on a, a grander scale, I guess, and then it'll just That's keep getting it. bigger and bigger. <laughs> That's all, because the next thing is the world. After this. This is true. Yes. So sip you some smoothie or whatever you want to do and get ready, boo-boo, because you got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bishop. I didn't Forget it. I, I've heard it all, but it's a difference when it comes. Oh, God, how can I say it? From a mature person whom you having a conversation with, I, I, forget it. I'm not even going to go there. All right. But there is 50 acres in Jackson that's for sale. Oh, there is. Where? Right on Bennett Mills Road. I'm trying you to pull it what? up now myself. I think, you know what, the funny thing is, the Church Unity Deliverance um, Center in Jackson. There used to be a young lady who attended our ministry. I believe she's moving down to Maryland or something, but we still keep in contact with her. She was working with a pastor from that ministry, Unity Deliverance, and I think that they were scouting out this land to put a recreation center, have their church, all of these different things. It was as if they had the land already, but it was right on Bennett, <laughs> Bennett Mill Road. Mm. So I know that this was for years. It had to at least be for five, five or six years. Mm. So that land had, has been sitting there for a long time. Well, now, uh, I don't know if you want us to go with you, if you all want to go by there yourself, but it's so cheap. Oh, uh, let me say it this way. It's 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 cheap. I believe it was like seventy five or maybe ninety five thousand dollars for the acre. Don't even say that. No. Because um what the way it's situated is that you will have to install your electricity from but the poles are right there on the street. They're right there. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem. You will have right. to um install institute some type of sewage, you know, system mm-hmm. there. So right. it's, it's, 
is very raw. You have to put in the electricity. You have to put in the sewage. I get that. But, I mean, it's a lot of land. Now, when of 50 acres in Jackson, that's a lot of money. But this was like, i got to find it. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to send you all the link. You know, and just take a look at it because that's why it's so cheap, but it's on, you know, uh, where Jackson kind of splits. You can go left or right, go left, and you're going to head towards Tom's River and all that. Go right, you're going to head toward like, New Egypt and all that. It's right there mm. at the fork of the road. I'm going to find it because I know ain't nobody buy that. I know they did not. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, because like, that's the same land. It, it's been it's been there. Um for a few years. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking for it right now. And when I do, I'm going to send you the email and then I'm going to text you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. Oh, is this Amen. it? Hold on. Wait, is it maybe? Is it third? I got to look at my book and see what I wrote down. Maybe it's the 30 for one ninety nine. Hold on. Let me see where it is. I'm going to find it, and then i get back to you. I'll see you tonight. Okay. God bless you. Okay. All right. God bless you. <laughs> Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.